Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Alice and Aletha. How you doing, Al? Oh, you know, I had a week, but I've been keeping myself busy, you know, thinking about the good things that are coming up, just preparing for being super hyped over the next couple weeks, so... So I'm making yeah. it through, <laughs> living life. <laughs> yep, yep. I am. Uh, I'm having a good weekend. It's nice. It's sunny, and lots of good things are on the horizon. Um, and you know what? One of those good things is Allison, is Virtual Theater's Patreon account. You, of course, you you probably hear the ads that I put at the beginning of the show, but I'm gonna take a second to personally plug Virtual Theater for a second. Of course, that's the podcast all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And we have a Patreon account that I encourage you guys to check out if you're into that kind of thing, where Gooey Fame of uh, the Hyrule Compendium fame and I have been doing live commentary watch-alongs of some classic video game movies such as Super Mario Bros., Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Um, last night, we, we stayed up, we had a few cold ones, and we did commentary for the first Resident Evil movie which was kind of a trip, so I feel like I don't really plug that avenue enough because I think that we make really good stuff, so if you're at all interested, check it out, patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, and you can hear us talk about um, all these video game movies. Plus, over on Patreon, Gooey and I actually did a episode-by-episode episode breakdown of the Legend of Zelda cartoon, so there's, there's lots of good stuff for you Zelda fans over there, so... Uh, I just wanted to get that quick little shill in here at the top, Allison. Very nice. Very nice. I dig it. Uh, well, one thing that we uh, should probably talk about before we get to the main course of today's episode, which is E3 and what we think is going to happen, is um, letting you guys know where you can check us out watching E3. And actually, we don't know yet because we don't know when Nintendo... <laughs> Is going For to uh, is going to stream their direct. Like, I'm assuming it's a Nintendo direct, which seems yeah. ridiculous because we're two weeks out. Two Come weeks. On. Oh my god, I'm so annoyed by that because I, if I had enough time, I could get that time off of work, at least that window off of work if it's during yeah. work hours. But I don't, I don't think there's enough time now. Honestly, it's just it's seeming like I might have to wake up, my throat is sore, I can't come in, kind of a deal today. You know, yeah. like instead of like booking it off like I normally would. And have in the past, so mm -hmm. God, get your stuff together. But let's give everybody a breakdown of what is potentially going to happen. So, Nintendo's Direct can either happen on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. Now, if this happens on Saturday or Sunday, Allison and I are going to stream it. It doesn't matter what time it is, we're going to live stream it. We're going to have a post-show with our reactions, probably a pre-show with our reactions, or predictions again. Uh, let everybody come and hang out and we're gonna be doing this on the champions cast twitch account we're gonna we're gonna make one of those and we're gonna set it up especially for uh this podcast um so we're gonna have it over on the champions cast twitch account that'll be up by the time that you guys hear this uh so go over and follow and subscribe and all that good stuff so if it's on saturday or sunday we are going to live stream it if it's on monday or tuesday uh we don't know exactly <laughs> We don't know exactly what we're going to do. If it's after working hours, we're probably going to live stream it. And we're probably going to have a live post-show and pre-show. Is that fair to say, Al? Yeah, I could I could be down with that. Yeah. Um, if it's during working hours, then 
Well, that really depends. I'm, I'm not sure that we'd be able to get to it live or not, but we're going to try our best. But failing that, let's say that it happens at, at noon on Tuesday, which is kind of the traditional Nintendo day to do their E3 shindig. If this goes down at noon on Tuesday, then we're going to live stream later in the day and just get our reactions and get our uh, thoughts and, and everything like that out there for the world. So you will have same day reaction, thoughts, uh, analysis, all of that good stuff. You're going to have it, but we don't know when Nintendo is streaming yet. So it makes it hard to nail down exactly what the plan is, but the plan is definitely to stream on the Champions Cast Twitch account. We're going to give our thoughts to you and we're going to make it happen. But until Nintendo lets us know what they're going to do, we can't really let you guys know what we're going to do. Yep, that's it's very frustrating, but <laughs> I'm still really excited. Like, I'm annoyed, but I'm excited. So. I just, I know there's going to be a lot of good stuff, and I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, and it's, by God, it's, uh, it's June. It's June, I can't believe that. Uh, so we do not have long to wait at all. Before we get to E3L, we should talk about something that, uh, surely somebody probably got fired for this weekend oh, no. over at Nintendo. Um, if you are a European citizen... Uh, you you had a chance to go and get the Age of Calamity DLC for free. That's right, the whole thing for free. There was some kind of mix-up where a the players could get the the purchase bonus, which is free, and that would that would allow them to download the rest of the DLC for free. So if that sounds confusing, basically the way that this glitch happened is this: um, when you buy the DLC. The package there's two pieces when you buy it a third dlc that was available on march the 27th became available and it was a purchase bonus and that was free because it was just a bonus for people who bought the actual dlc somehow uh the uk eShop allowed people to just get that purchase bonus without having purchased the actual dlc so they were able to download the free dlc which in turn made the system think that they had purchased the the paid DLC, even though they haven't, or they hadn't. So this this was live for a couple hours. And actually, mm -hmm. I think there was even a workaround for American citizens and, and North American citizens to, to exploit this glitch. But a lot of people got this DLC for free. So cha-ching, I guess, hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of nuts. I, uh, I just bought it that morning. It was the 28th actually so I bought it that morning because I was like "Ooh, the free update and plus I was thinking I'm gonna play Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity um all the way through again over the next couple weekends in preparation for the DLC and right. so I just bought it and then like an hour later everybody's freaking out about this glitch and I was like what the heck I just bought it and I didn't see nothing about no free DLC <laughs> but yeah it, it wasn't a, like readily available to us but there was this big long workaround that you could do and some people went through with it and said it was great and I was like okay well that's cool I don't mind paying $20 for you know two you know big chunks of DLC for that game so I I personally wasn't hurt that I missed it but you know a lot of people got it for free which is interesting but hopefully you know it's fixed now and hopefully I really hope somebody didn't get fired. <laughs> these, things, these things happen, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, and I hope that nobody did either, but I bet you that they probably lost a decent amount of money for, because it went, you know, viral um, 
once like Nintendeal and a couple other Twitter accounts reported that. So I, I think a lot of people ended up getting this for free, which, you know, which is too bad because I, I'm in the same boat as you. I had purchased it literally the night before. <laughs> uh, um, and I and I woke up the next day and some European citizens were just like, oh, yeah, I got it for free. And I was just like, Ugh, of course. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I do feel... I'm kind of one of those chumps that, like, if there's a legitimate way to buy something, I will. I don't really emulate very often, even though you can. And in, in a lot of cases, that's really one of the only ways to play some of these Nintendo games, especially older ones, because they're not readily available on a lot of consoles. But, yeah, I I bought it, and I'm, if you got it for free, I'm really happy. Uh, it, it looks like it was fixed after a couple hours, and uh, I don't know, man. I hope that heads didn't roll, but that seems like a pretty big boo-boo. For yeah. someone at Nintendo of Europe to be making, so. Yep, I was looking hey. at the, some of the comments in, on Twitter, and some people said that it had happened during a Toad game. I don't know what Toad game, the Treasure one or whatever, and it had a small DLC or whatever, and it happened during that game as well. And people who did wind up getting to that glitch on time and getting that DLC for free got to keep it. So, hopefully, you know that's the same. For all these people that got the free DLC for Age of Calamity. Well, I, because I mean, how do you take it away? Yeah, like, really, I, like I don't know how you would do that, but <laughs> I don't know that before. that seems like crumpling up a piece of paper. Like once that thing is crumpled, it is it. You can't get it back the way that it was before. You know, right? Maybe they can. I, I mean, who are we to say? I don't know, but yeah, that was uh, that was a thing, and uh, we're not done talking about Age of Calamity DLC here, Allison, because we. We're going to get to the main event, the the main shebang, what we're here for, E3 predictions. Uh, this is one of my favorite things to do because uh, they inevitably always end up being wrong, almost always. <laughs> and in years past, Taylor and I actually, like, we made bets and we went at it head to head of seeing who could be, you know, the victorious one or who was going to have more predictions that are right. And Al, we've kind of done... Not completely away with that concept, but we're we're less competitive now. But we do have a couple um, a couple sticking points here that I think are going to be the main two. So we're going to base our bets around that. Is that do we do I have that right? Yes, I I believe right. so. Yeah. So you have one thing that you think is going to happen. I have one thing that I know is going to happen, and we both are in defiance of the the other big prediction. So let's just uh, let's just get to it and and do our predictions here. Now a little bit of um, a little bit of groundwork here or rules of engagement, if you were. So most of these predictions um, in years past, we've done predictions that we think are probably fairly likely, ones that are you know kind of out there, and then one that is uh, just a volcano would be erupting if this actually happened. So <laughs> this year. We've kind of grounded ourselves, and we're going to predict things that we are pretty sure are probably going to happen, or there's a decent chance that they're going to happen. But we do each have a volcano prediction, if you will, something that, that we want to happen and that isn't impossible. And if it does happen, then hallelujah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, just, uh, let's just get it started with the big points of contention here, Allison. So... Do you want do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? For the big one that we're betting on? For the well, the big two. I guess and if they both come true then they cancel each other out, is that right? 
I guess so. I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, for uh, the first one, the first one is, at least I think so, um, that there will be no Breath of the Wild 2 at E3 at all. Maybe maybe wow. like a hint, like a hint of it. You know how A.J. Aonuma's been coming out the last time that he's been popping up on screen, and he's like, I know you see me, and you want news, but I don't have any right now. Maybe we'll get wow. that. But no trailer, no name, no release date, no nothing. Wow. All right. E3 prediction number one for me. The show ends with a new trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. The subtitle is revealed and the release date is revealed and it releases in March 2022. What say you? You you don't think that this is going to happen? I don't think so. I Like I said, I think there might be, you know, a little pat on the back for everybody to be like hey don't worry it's coming we'll get news later later this year but i just think that we have so much zelda content coming out right now with the dlc you know and there's more dlc in november and then with skyward sword hd that they're giving themselves some time to keep working on what they want to showcase for breath of the wild 2 oh you know allison i hate to do this because you're a dear friend but <laughs> i'm going to use science to completely dismantle your argument here so in E3 2019, conveniently, the last E3 that we had, <laughs> Nintendo was in the midst of showing off Link's Awakening, the re the remake that was coming out in September. They were in the midst of also promoting Cadence of Hyrule, the, the spin-off music game that came out li literally a couple days after E3, I want to say. And at the end of the show, when just when you think... There can't possibly be any more room for more Zelda content. That is when we got Breath of the Wild 2. That is when we got the trailer. And that is what is going to happen in 2021. We're going to see a lot of information on Skyward Sword. We're going to see a lot of information on Age of Calamity. And just when you think there cannot be any more room for another Zelda trailer, we're going to get... And I don't think it's going to be a big gameplay expose... I don't think it's going to be like the main gimmick of the game exposed. I'm even willing to say that I'm not as confident about them showing the release date. But I, if they do not show a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 and tell us what the game is called, I will eat my hat. <laughs> I'll eat hat. it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like your science is a little bit flawed. Just because your one of your examples is Cadence of Hyrule, and I, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but it's just Cadence of Hyrule. It's not like this year where we have two big Kahuna Zelda games, you know, already in the, you know, being talked about and being worked on. So, I just think there's already <sighs> enough Zelda content. As, as I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw that back at you, though, because games. Hyrule Warriors is just Hyrule Warriors. That's just another spinoff. Granted, maybe this one is more of a legitimate spinoff than the last, but <laughs> that game is already out. It's just DLC. This is just the this is just the cheese on top of the cake. I guess, but people don't, don't put cheese on top of their cake, do they? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I I'm mean, sorry. unless it's cheesecake. <laughs> um, I well, you know, it, I was gonna say that we know it's DLC, but we don't know exactly what the DLC entails. Like they kind of say, "Hey, more." challenges or more items or more characters but they didn't like go into detail about, about what those are so i feel like they're gonna spend time on that okay all right well you know we're we're gonna have an hour-long direct 
keep in mind. So I think that there is time for everything. But that, ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, is the first big sticking point of uh, of Allison and I here. And, and well, so what do I have to do if I'm wrong? You said you'll eat your hat. Um, I don't know. You know what? I feel like we came up with an idea off air, and now I can't remember what it is. Which is uh, which is making for bad podcasting here, but you know we'll figure it out. Actually, you know what? Let's leave it up to the listeners to decide what fate Ooh. should Allison Aletha have when, not if, when. Oh God! She is proven incorrect by science. By science. <laughs> Let us know over on the Champions Cast Discord, or while you are hanging out with us, uh, hopefully live streaming E3 at the Champions Cast Twitch channel. So, yeah, let us know what. Uh, what we need to make Allison do if she needs to walk the plank or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I love um, it. Okay, so we you had another big prediction here that I disagree with. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, and share that? My bonkers one? Well, would you consider that bon- I wouldn't consider it bonkers if we're talking about the same thing. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. If, if we're talking about the same thing, um, I have this idea in my brain. That is for like a 35th Zelda anniversary type of deal. And it's going to come out for the Switch. And it's going to be a collector's edition. Much like the GameCube uh, had a collector's edition. With Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Zelda 1 and 2. Well, for this collector's edition, it's going to be Ocarina of Time. Uh, I mean, not 3D because I don't, they can't do 3D. But the 3D graphics. Majora's Mask, same thing. Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD. Oof. Oof. You know, my father used to <laughs> tell me that, Andy, some things are too good to be true. And I'm and I'm gonna play the villain here and say that Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask on one Nintendo Switch cartridge is too good to be true. And I'm sorry, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and you know what? I do not think, because uh, while we're on this topic, and this is kind of a quasi-prediction of mine, but I don't think that we're going to see Switch ports of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD at all at E3. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I just don't see it happening. I, I don't see it happening with Skyward Sword coming right around the corner. I don't see it happening with Breath of the Wild 2. And I don't see it happening with everything else that Nintendo is gonna be trying to do with it. It, it. Like, I just don't. I just don't see it happening, Al. I mean, fair enough. And uh, like, this is this is kind of like a dream thing that I've had for a couple of years now. When we've been talking about, you know, what is it gonna be for 35th anniversary Zelda? And I just was remembering my childhood in like that GameCube collection was like just such a huge deal to me and my brothers. And I was just like. What would be even better? And, you know, these games have been re-released um, a, a few times. You know, each one of them have. And so, you know, people are not going to want to buy another port to the Switch if the if Twilight Princess comes out or Wind Waker comes out on the Switch for $60 again. So I feel like if they put it in a collection, you know, with other games that have already had their full price re-release, you know, it would make sense. Oh, I... You know what? I would love to see it, but I, I just don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think that that maybe, 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 they they could consider like a, a Zelda 3D All Stars release and put on Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD on one cartridge. Mm-hmm. Maybe, 
But man, yeah. throwing in Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, oof, that is, uh, that's like a deep dish pizza with all the great ingredients, but then you go to pick it up and it's so, there's so much in between the pizza that it just falls apart and you have to use like a fork and spoon to actually eat the thing and it's just, it's not how you want to eat the pizza. Well, that's so specific. <laughs> well, that actually happened I mean, to me that's, last week. That sounds wonderful, actually. <laughs> no, because like you just want to pick up the pizza without having to like hold it and the thing is droopy and all the stuff is falling out. This this legitimately happened to me last week. That's why it's so specific. But <laughs> there we it. go. Um, okay, so that that's a bonkers prediction, Al, and I'm gonna move right on to my bonkers prediction. So we're so the big the big bet here is Breath of the Wild two. It's gonna be shown or it's not gonna be shown. And uh, Allison has that bonkers idea of Winway of, of that whole shebang being packaged together. I have a bonkers idea that I'm I don't think is going to happen, but I I wouldn't say it's impossible. I have been a champion for this idea for a long time, and what better what better time than Zelda's 35th anniversary to finally make it happen? But here we go. My bonkers prediction is that Nintendo is going to release a online playable co-op version of Four Swords Adventures. And it is going to be a... Maybe it'll be a remake. Maybe it'll be a port. But it'll be like the Four Swords Adventures idea or gimmick. And it's going to be online co-op. Uh, I don't know if it'll necessarily be a physical title. It might just be like a digital title. And that's fine. But they're finally going to do it. That means that the Champions cast can finally play this game online from Tri-City to Calgary. And <laughs> we can we can finally enjoy this. And this game can finally get another shot. Because Forest Swords Adventures was... Um, I mean, it never really had a chance. It was just completely buried underneath all of the gimmickry with the controllers. And uh, the lack of promotion, really. Um, I... I want it to happen, and I, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but who knows? Stranger things have happened, right? Like, we've got Pac-Man 99, we've got Tetris 99, uh, who's, we had that Mario, um, Battle Royal game. Who's to say that we can't have Four Swords Online? What do you think of this, Al? I think that sounds awesome, and I think it's actually pretty plausible. I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I definitely think it's a high possibility in the future, especially if uh you know nintendo enhances uh things about the switch or the switch uh, the future model that they're gonna have and um they're online um being able to connect with people a little bit better i just think it's very plausible i think that's the direction we're moving and it does make sense to be one of those games that they like try and give a second chance because it just doesn't it it never had a chance as you said it just didn't so and it's a great game it's a great and it's a great single player game too i i feel like i've talked about this so many times on the show and on the site and in editorials and stuff man it's really it's really really fun it's uh it's a great game and i and i just i want this to happen i want like i mean on one hand i just want a multiplayer zelda game for me and my buddies to play mm -hmm. and but on the but on the other hand i i really do much like skyward sword hd um I want this game to have a shot at like redemption, you know, and, mm -hmm. or not even redemption. Cause I think that most people that play four swords adventures say that it's pretty fun and it's pretty good. Just like it never just, nobody played it. That was the problem is nobody played it because nobody could, you know, nobody, nobody could. And like, so I was a kid, 
or maybe not a kid. I was a teenager, and right around the time that like Wind Waker and and you know that that era of the GameCube, I was like as into Nintendo as you could possibly be. I was up to date on everything, and I like I did not know that this game was coming out because it was just it was never marketed. It was never. Anyway, so I just wanted to, I wanted to have a second shot at the sun. I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but that would be so awesome if it did. That's my bonkers prediction. If this, if this happens, and Breath of the Wild Two is not shown, then that that cancels each other out. Yeah, I like that plan. <laughs> I like that you, a lot. Can you imagine if they took this idea and instead were just like, "Here's Triforce Heroes Online." Oh no. <laughs> oh. I mean, uh, yeah, I I feel like I feel like I rather have Four Swords Adventures. <laughs> I mean, I like Triforce Heroes playing with friends, so if they make it more opportune and put it on, the oh Switch come online, on, it'd be fine. But I think I feel Four Swords Adventures deserves some spotlight that it never I would, got. I would throw up. I would puke <laughs> if it was Triforce Heroes. He Ugh. would throw up that hat he's gonna eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Should we just move on to the rest of our predictions here and, and kind of rattle off what we think is, you know, potentially going to happen, not happen for E3 here? Yeah. All right. And uh, the great thing here is that, you know, most I think that most of this Direct, or a lot of this Direct, is going to be centered around Zelda because of the anniversary. So works out well for our E3 prediction show. It doesn't really work out that well for my Metroid E3 prediction show over on <laughs> Omega, but it works out great here. But let, let's... Uh, Let's just start off with some general Nintendo predictions. I think my prediction is that no Switch Pro is going to be shown. Really? And I don't think it's going to happen. I I don't think that E3 is the place to unveil it. I I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's fairly likely that they are working on some kind of newer Switch model, but I don't know. I just I'm not sure that I see E3 is the place to unveil it. Like, when they unveiled the Switch, that was its own special thing. Um, everyone is, everyone is like, dead sure that this is going to be shown at E3. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening. And that means that we're probably doomed to keep speculating about the existence of the Switch Pro forever and ever and ever. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. That's funny. I think that it will. I, you know... People have been rumoring that it's supposed to come. It, they're supposed to announce it before E3, but I mean, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense so that they could showcase it a little bit more at E3. But I don't know if it's ready to like be have a full like playthrough on it or anything. I think they're just gonna like kind of give like a little teaser announcement, say, "Hey, this is what we're working on for the future of the Switch." Um, in Switch games, you'll be able to play your Switch games on it, that sort of thing, and like maybe show an upgraded model of Joy Cons and that sort of thing. That's what I think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna be a full blown like here's the new latest Switch Pro model and here's how it looks when you're gonna play on it and that sort of thing. I don't think it's gonna be like that just yet, but I think they're gonna talk about it just a little smidgen. Yeah, I, I mean, perhaps I I could see them maybe unveiling it at E3 and saying like more information to follow. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't, I think that that's possible, but I don't think it'll happen at E3. I just, I get this feeling that if they were going to show this new switch pro console that has supposedly been in the works for like forever, then mm-hmm. they either would have already done so at a separate event 
or like E3 just doesn't seem like the place to do it for me. Like that that's very much and I know that Nintendo has shown off consoles and stuff in the past, but I, I don't know. It, it just uh, my my gut is telling me that it won't happen, which probably means that it will happen. So <laughs> there we go. If it does, you can all thank me for that. I mean, if you think about it, like an, an, a separate presentation like they did for the Switch back in 2016 or whatever, or early 17, yeah. made sense for that time. But we're in a different time now. Like, I don't know if they can do something that big again for something like this. You know what I mean? Like, it, they probably have to squeeze it in somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, could, I could see something like Nintendo tweeting out, because um, remember when they when they tweeted out that picture of Mario behind the curtains or whatever, and it's like, here's t- now it's finally time to learn about the Nintendo NX. I can mm-hmm. see them doing something like this, where it's like, now it's time for you guys to learn about the Nintendo Switch NX or whatever, right? Like, and and come into this direct on this day and this time, and and we'll have like a very specific portion of the show dedicated to showing off the console. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to show up because also like what what's coming out to entice you to buy the switch pro. Cause in my, in my mind, there should be like a really high performance game that takes advantage of the switch pros capabilities and, I mean, and whatever you got the new open world Pokemon game. You've got Splatoon three, possibly breath of the wild two. I mean, they have a lot that's coming out later down the road. So, well, I'm I'm not talking about like what what do they have for games? I'm talking about like what do they have for games that would utilize the performance, the extra performance of that console? Because like Splatoon 3, Breath of the Wild 2, like those games are going to look like they're basically they're going to look like the games that came before it, right? Maybe a little bit more polished, but not a drastic like like they they're not going to look like they're not going to look like Ghost of Tsushima or Doom Eternal or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. In my mind, actually, Metroid Prime 4 is probably the game that that takes advantage of that. And I think that game is a long ways off. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Yep, we will see. Um, okay, so next prediction that I have here, Allison. Um, Age of Calamities DLC, the pack one, is announced, revealed. We are given a synopsis of what it is, and then it is available that day. I have that very same prediction. I feel like that's such an easy one. Like it's so Yeah. It's so simple. It makes total sense because their place marker is June thirtieth, um, on the eShop. So uh that's just, you know, saying that's re- estimated when it'll come out. But you know, you have this big old event, video game event where you get to actually showcase stuff and they talk about the DLC and then they're like, Okay, available on the eShop right now or after this presentation or whatever. It just makes sense. They've done it before. With, like, Cadence of Hyrule, right? Yep. Well, actually, they released it, like, two days after E3, which was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But, yeah. This this makes sense. So, Paul, like, pack one, uh, Pulse of the Ancients, is that right? Ooh, I would have to look again. I can't Yeah, remember. I think it's called Pulse <laughs> of the Ancients. Anyways, so pack one is is slated for June of, of this year. So, I mean, like, at, at, at any time, it's going to come out. And it, it makes sense to me, and like you said, this is kind of an easy one, but it makes sense to me that, like, they're just going to say, here it is, here's the story, here's your chance to buy it, by the way, it's out right now. Like, I just feel like that's such, like, a good, it's such a good idea to, like, show it off and say, like, 
if you want it, go and get it right now because it's, you know, impulsively people are going to say like, yeah, that looks cool. And then they'll buy both packs. So, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's, uh, it's kind of a layup. I feel like that's an easy one. That's an easy one. And it would be weird if Nintendo didn't do it. Like, can you imagine if they're like out June 26th or something? And <laughs> that'd be kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I actually could see them doing something like that because I thought the exact same thing about cadence of high rule. I was like, man, what better way to like sell this game to people that don't really know what the music, you know, gimmick of the game is, then just say like, this game is available right now. And, and you know, you can take advantage of that, but they <laughs> didn't do that. And they released it a couple days later, which I thought was weird. So I don't know. I, I feel like it makes sense, but maybe not. Who knows? Sometimes Nintendo listens to our ideas and sometimes I hear our ideas and we're, they're like, we're just going to do the opposite of what they said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty for much. Real. Um, so for this isn't really a prediction or anything like that but so pulse of the ancients is wave one and so we've got an expanded roster new weapon types new challenges in the royal ancient lab and newly added challenging enemies so it sounds like to me working backwards we're gonna have golden enemies because uh Uh, silver is the highest amount of enemies in hyrule warriors right now um obviously the royal ancient lab new weapon types uh, I don't know. There, we already got like the guardian weapon type, so maybe they're gonna, maybe they're gonna have that kind of come into the game. But it feels to me like literally the worst kept secret ever is that Pura and Robbie are gonna be the extra two playable characters, which is maybe like the most boring and basic <laughs> new characters that you could possibly add to this game. Yeah, I can't, I can't even think of what other characters there might be. I mean. Yeah, that's odd. They kind of, like, threw us for a loop when they threw the the Great Fairies in there and, like, uh, um, Monk Maz Kashia. I mean, we were hoping, but that just seemed like a way-off idea. But they threw them in there, so, I mean, there could be something bonkers. Maybe they'll throw a freaking Breath of the Wild-inspired Tingle in there. Or <laughs> That would be sick. Yeah, but it it seems pretty obvious that it's going to be Pura and Robbie. I'm not sure what they would do, though. Like, I, I think that they could they could fight kind of cool. Like, they'd have, like, guardian abilities and, like, ancient arrows and stuff like that. I, that yeah. makes sense to me a that cherry. they would fight with, like, guardian tech. But then I think that both of them would fight pretty much the same. Yeah. So, I who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We'll but I'm, I'm not very excited about that, I, I gotta say. But <laughs> I am. I've I mean, I'm, I'm not. I've been playing it again in preparation. I've been going through the whole story. And it's been a good time. I mean, I love the game. Just, yeah, the, those two characters is just kind of like, meh. meh. But I don't know. We'll see. All right, next prediction here, Al. Let's keep it going, and uh, let's get to some more Zelda stuff here. Prediction number, I don't even know what number this is, but here we go. Skyward Sword HD is going to have extra content that is going to be shown similar to the Cave of Ordeals. So, like, an extra okay. little something that it's going to have in the world and I believe it's going to be in the sky because I think that that is a common complaint about people is that the sky is too empty. To me, it seems like something that's totally plausible to do is to have like an extra island in the sky. And let's just use the Cave of Ordeals as an example here. So this extra island in the sky has like a, a new NPC that says that lives on this island and is just like, hey, you can go and challenge this blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you can you can go down and you can do the Cave of Ordeals and you can fight all the enemies or whatever. I'm not saying that it's going to be the Cave of Ordeals, but I think it's going to be something along those lines. 
something that is extra, not necessarily like uh, a game altering, you know, anything like that. But mm-hmm. I think that it is going to show off at least something extra for people that are bitching about the price of this game and, you know, oh, it's just, uh, it's just it doesn't even look that good, it, whatever. So I, I think it's going to have something and I think that they're going to show that off at E3. I think that we're going to spend a lot of time looking at Skyward Sword and I think that they're going to focus just ma- mostly on the differences between the base game and like the the enhanced, you know, port. Yes. So there we go. I, That's yeah, my I prediction. Extra content for Skyward Sword. Perfect. Well, that would I'm going to segue into my Skyward Sword prediction. So, mine's a little gene- like general kind of information. So, I think they're definitely going to show, show more Skyward Sword footage and it's going to be about the quality of life improvements that they've mm-hmm. made because they they did announce like I don't know two week two weeks ago um with the Zelda amiibo that they were going to keep like showing stuff for the next two months but so far all we've seen is just like footage that is easily seen in the original game so I think they're going to mm-hmm. show like you said the differences and I think they're going to show especially after all the griping that about that amiibo they're going to show that fast travel is in the game um not behind a blog it's just going to be different from what we see from the Zelda amiibo yeah. So that's going to be one of their quality of life improvements. And probably it's some um, several other things. Maybe they'll have I, – I find that they might be hesitant to showcase the game again. But uh, they might have – show the difference between the Joy-Con, playing with the Joy-Con and playing handheld, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that's definitely plausible. So your prediction is they're going to show, like, enhanced fast travel, basically? Yeah, that and other quality of life improvements that they've made to the game. Right. Yeah. I And I think that as of right now, so the biggest quality of life improvement that they could have made, I feel like, is the motion controls, which obviously they led with, and we know about that. Um, I mean, there's really nothing else other than fast travel. Like, they, I think that they, if they have to, they have to allow you to fast travel between every single Loftwing statue in the game. And if, if they don't, oof, you know, I, like that's... Yeah, I mean, I get that. My, um, I, f- I feel like there's other big quality of life improvements. For example, skipping cutscenes in regular mode or having hero mode access um, at the beginning instead of having to play regular mode and then having hero mode access. Also, every time you get a rupee or um, an item, it doesn't, like, get excited and be like, oh, look at what you got and show you putting it into your pack. That's really obnoxious. Um, but yeah, that fast travel thing, I feel like my biggest concern is the fast travel between the surface or the sky, anywhere in the sky, to the um, Isle of Songs. That takes forever. It takes so much time to get over there and back out into the freaking sky. I that's my, that's my biggest thing where I really hope that they have fast travel. Yeah, like, like anywhere... Anywhere that you can, that there is a statue, I feel like you should be able to go to. Um, and I'm looking, I'm looking right now, and so maybe the statues aren't like the best because we've only. I think there's only statues on uh, in the ground, right? No, there's a couple on Skyloft. There's one. Uh, there's okay. one inside on the Isle of Songs, um, and there's one at the Lumpy Pumpkin, whatever it's called. Uh- Okay, well then, then yeah, that that's perfect. Then you should just be able to fast travel 
between all of the Loftwing statues, and that should be they should work exactly like shrines in Breath of the Wild. You yeah. can just pick one anytime because, like, to get from you know, and we talked about this last week, to get from uh, the Farren Woods to Lanayru, you have to go up into the sky, fly over, then go back down into Lanayru, and then get to the you know, let's just say you're going to the Temple of Time or something like that. Um, it do, it's it doesn't exactly. You know, it's not exactly intuitive, and you you have to work for it. And I think that if they just if they just made those statues fast travel, man, that's that's gonna take a lot of the problems off. And I and to your point too, Allison, I think that they when they show off Skyward Sword, they they are gonna make some other quality of life improvements. Um, I don't think that you're gonna see Fee telling you to change your batteries or charge your Joy Cons all the time. <laughs> I think that they're gonna get rid of that. I think that they'll probably take away like you know how every time you picked up like. Uh, an apple off the ground it was just like wow an apple these are fruity and delicious and a great source of vitamins every single time you ever picked one up right yeah i think that they'll get rid of that too if if they kept that that wouldn't be like awful to me but fast travel i feel like is an absolute must yes i agree okay so i i was tempted actually to pull this off of my prediction list um because we kind of had it the other day but i'm gonna keep it because I think that there's a chance that we're going to see some more stuff. My prediction is that there is going to be new Zelda 35th anniversary amiibo announced. Uh, you might remember a few years ago for the 30th anniversary, we got the amiibo pack of Toon Link and Toon Zelda. We had Ocarina of Time Link with the Ocarina. Um, there was Twilight Princess Link, Skyward Sword Link. There's like every single Link that ever existed was made into an, an amiibo except for the cool looking links. And I think that they're going to do more of the same this year, but maybe instead of link, uh, we might get different versions of Zelda. I could see that that would be a little bit disappointing to me, but my hope would be is that we can get some other auxiliary characters that are important to your games as amiibo. But I, either way, I do think that there is going to be some new Zelda 35th anniversary amiibo announced. What say you to that Al? Um, I don't, think it's going to be 35th anniversary amiibo i do think there's a possibility for amiibo um that is centered around skyward sword or age of calamity so i was thinking they could have a Groose, gearheim demise or i would really be down for this one a terrico amiibo oh that'd be cute i want one i think that'd be so cool and that you know that you know what I could see perhaps, perhaps, I could see a uh, a Sidon, Riju, Yunobo, and uh, Teba amiibo announced. Kind of like they do with the four champions. I can, yeah. I can maybe see that. I, I don't think so. I think that 35th anniversary is more likely. But And I also don't think that there's going to be any more Skyward Sword amiibo, unfortunately. Really? Um, no Groose? Yeah. I don't think so. I think that for... So let me let me differentiate here. I think that the Zelda and Loftwing amiibo was very clearly like made for Skyward Sword HD, much like Wolf Link and Midna was for Twilight Princess HD. Mm-hmm. So I and I feel like that's going to be like kind of the one and done. Like that's going to be it for that game. What I could see is like I was saying, 35th anniversary amiibo, but instead of Skyward Sword Link, it's like Groose, and instead of Twilight Princess Link, it's Zant, or you know, go down the line, and it's like auxiliary characters that are yeah. important to that game, but like that we haven't made amiibo of because like we have 
there is like a million Link Amiibos and tons of Zelda Amiibos. I've complained about this multiple times before, but <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I feel like you can uh, you can make them. People will buy them, and it can be something a little bit different. So yeah, that, that's I think that's gonna happen. Fair enough. I like it. I, I, I'm down for more Zelda Amiibo as long as it isn't Link because, you know, like you said, there's a million of them. And I like, I really like collecting the Zelda Amiibo. So I'm, that yeah. ter- I want Terrico. That's, I think that sounds so genius. Just do it. It's, you did the Guardian one already. Why not have a little BBG in there? Uh, yeah, Terrico would be great. I would love that. That'd be cool if he could like expand into like, yeah, the, you know, like his, the his Guardian fighting one? form. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, I see what you're saying. His uh, his actual attack form. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, too. So I w- I would say that like at this point, like definitely no more link. There's not another link that they could possibly make an amiibo of. Like I, God, every one of them is is has an amiibo already. If they but, did another Skyward Sword link, I'd be so salty. <laughs> oh God. Well, at at this point, I don't think that like even um even Zelda like. So you have now you have Skyward Sword Zelda as an amiibo, you have Twilight Princess Zelda as an amiibo from um, Super Smash Bros. You have you have Toon Zelda as an amiibo. You have Sheik as an amiibo. Uh, I'm trying to think of if there's any other, but Breath I mean that's four Wild. right there. Breath of the Wild Zelda. Oh I, oh yeah, of course Breath of the Wild Zelda. Yep. Um, so I mean like God, we don't need any more Zelda either for God's sakes. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's my prediction. What what say you, Al? Go ahead with your next one. Okay, my next one is... Um, this is what I was thinking would be more of a 35th anniversary kind of thing that they could do for Zelda. Because, you know, they did a whole shindig for Mario. Um, and we haven't seen that so far for Zelda. So I feel like they're... Instead of, like, having a bunch of games and little teeny treats like they did for Mario, they're going to, have like, go big. And so I think they're going to have a Zelda-specifically-themed Switch for 35th anniversary. Mm, I could see that. I could see that. Or, like, yeah, you know what? I could see that. Because the, the Mario Switch had, uh, I think that was, like, all red and there was some blue on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had an Animal I, Crossing I, Switch, which is super cute. And yeah. I would lo- love to get it. But at the same time, I don't want to spend another 300 dollars. But I'd be interested if it was a Zelda Switch. And that would be hard, too, because if it was a Zelda Switch and then there's there's an idea of a Zelda uh, Switch Pro coming out, like that's that's like a tough line to walk there because you would want to get the Zelda Switch. But what if the Switch Pro comes out? Yeah, well, that's why I don't think that the Switch Pro is... I think it's more likely we see a Zelda Switch than a Switch Pro. Let me just say that. Yeah, I could totally see that, though, because you've got the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons, which is, you know, already sold out everywhere. Maybe they could do just, like, a general... Um, like the You know the classic gold 3DS yeah. that they had with, like, the Triforce? That'd be pretty cool if they yeah, had that for Switch. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. With, like, the wings and the Triforce, too, on maybe, like, the, the dock or whatever. That'd be cool. I can see that. I, I think that that's definitely very plausible. Um, all right. Well, let's... Uh, I'm actually... I'm going to segue away from Zelda here because Nintendo is going to do some other stuff at this show, and right. I do think that it is worth mentioning. But uh, let's get it started with... I, I think something that most Zelda fans are still into here. Uh, it's pretty much a guarantee that Nintendo is going to show off a new Super Smash Bros. character at e3 the question is if they're going to show off one or if they're going to show off two like they did at e3 2019 because in 2019 
they began the show with Hero, who was a little bit underwhelming, but like made some people happy. But then they ended the show with Banjo-Kazooie, which made everybody lose their mind. So I think that since, since we know, since science has proved that we're going to end the show with Breath of the Wild 2 and its subtitle and its, uh, its trailer, we don't need to have a Smash Bros. character at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. What we do need is probably to have a new reveal at the start of the show. And so I, my prediction is that we're going to get a new character and it is going to be Ryu Hayabusa. And for anybody that does not know who Ryu Hayabusa is, he is from the Ninja Gaiden series. That has a tremendous amount of roots uh, dating back to the NES. Um, it, Ninja Gaiden is developed by uh, Koei Temko. I probably said that wrong, but uh, mm. the, the developers of Age of Calamity and Hyrule Warriors. So we know that there is a working relationship there. Um, Ryu is someone, he, you know, he's not quite a video game icon on the level of like mario or samus or link but he's probably an icon on the level of like simon belmont or you know someone like that who is also already in smash so and and most of all this wouldn't be like a fire emblem character type of a deal (laughs) where like you know i think if he got in he's kind of a safe if underwhelming choice but no one is going to like lose their mind if if ryu hayabusa makes it into smash his moveset would lend itself well to smash um I, I think that there's been rumors about him coming in for forever. And I think that where there's smoke, there's fire. So I could very easily see this happening. Uh, and yeah, and in, at, at this point, Smash is kind of like, it's almost like a video gaming hall of fame. And if you're a big yeah. character, you're getting into Smash. So I think that Ryu Hayabusa is probably worthy of that and would make a good character. The relationship is there. It's been talked about forever. I think that they're finally going to pull the trigger at E3. Um, so yeah, I there mean, we go. I, th- I feel like that makes sense too. Didn't they like kind of like come out with a definitive edition of the of the Ninja Gaiden games for the Switch? Yes. Yeah. Not that not that long ago. Exactly. There was, um, so... I don't know if it was a definitive, but it was like something Ninja Gaiden came out, or if it was a collection or like something. Yeah, I feel like that would make sense. I like it seems it seems like it there those two things would be close together so that would make sense um and i like uh like you said i feel like that is a safe character he's got you know a unique fighting style so it could be incorporated well into smash bros i have a crazy smash bros character all right let's let's go (laughs) so i suck at these i like every year when we do some kind of like what character would you like to see in smash bros i'm like i have no idea who they put in smash bros i like playing smash bros but not that much so i was just like who would i like to see something goofy so i said (laughs) this is so dumb i said tom nook from animal crossing and he's gonna destroy everybody with debt Oh my. He's got like a giant bag of bells that he's swinging around walloping people with and like he could get help from Tom, uh, Tommy and Timmy Nook and they could like help him with this super smash attack or whatever. But I mean, you know, they could have more Animal Crossing representation in Smash Bros, I think. They only have the villager, I think, right? No, so. they have Isabel too. Oh, they do have Isabel. I forgot about her. But so then Tom Nook would make sense. I'm just saying. You know what? I was I was gonna dump on you for Tom Nook, but I I actually I could see that character in Super Smash Bros. And like, 
I mean, by my God, Animal Crossing is the best-selling game on the Nintendo Switch. Um, there you go. I don't think I don't think that's an impossible actually, because if you were like, if you were to say to me, okay, I'm gonna add an Animal Crossing character to Super Smash Bros, and we've already got the villager, and we've already got Isabel, who is the next most logical choice? I think I think the answer is got to be Tom Nook, right? The greedy bead, uh, you know he he. He destroys me in Animal Crossing with debt, so I'm just saying he could do it to he could do it in Smash. And, and to I'd a guy it. like me, like I I don't I played the first Animal Crossing and I've never really kept up with Animal Crossing after. So to a guy like me, I don't think of like Isabel for from Animal Crossing. When I think of a, someone from Animal Crossing, I think of Tom Nook. Yeah. So you know what I I could see that I don't think it'll happen because we've only got two slots left for DLC and then that's gonna wrap it up. And I, and I feel like they want to finish strong. Not that Tom Nook wouldn't be finishing strong, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be someone maybe a little bit more... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a third-party character that's going to kind of bring a new series into Smash. And I think that that would be an apropos way to end. And as good as Tom Nook would be, I don't think it's going to happen. But thinking about it, I can't say that it's like impossible. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you got to top like Sephiroth, so it maybe it should be something that's more big, more crazy. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go on to my next prediction here. Like I said, this is more of a uh, Omega Metroid prediction, and I will be making this on Omega Metroid in a week's time. But I think that the time is finally nigh. It's finally here. There have been rumblings about this forever. I think that. The next 2D Metroid is going to be shown, and it is going to release this fall. We know what's coming out in November. It's Pokemon. Um, we know that Skyward Sword is coming out in July. But we do not know what the big game for September or October or uh, December is going to be. So I think that I think that it makes sense to have Metroid come out maybe in October. And I think that it's going to be 2D. It's going to be developed by Mercury Steam, who has to have been working on something since Samus Returns. This makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a remake. It's going to be a sequel to Fusion. It's going to be... I don't know what it's going to be. But there is going to be a 2D Metroid coming out this year, this fall, on Nintendo Switch. Wow. Oof. That's pretty big. Yeah. At least yeah, for the Metroid go. world, and I don't know anything about the Metroid world, but I feel like I haven't heard anything Metroid in a long time. So that's that feels like they would announce it and then have it come out in the fall. That's that's a that's not a huge window. Hold on, hold on. I think I've got it, Al. I think okay. I've got it. If you no, not if. When you lose this E three bet of Breath of the Wild two being oh, shown, oh no! <laughs> I want you. To play Super Metroid. And you might think that this is a punishment. But it's not. Because Super Metroid is one of. It's maybe the greatest game ever made. You could put Super Metroid and Ocarina of Time in a bubble. And they would float higher than almost any other game ever made. What's What say you to that? I guess. I mean I have to get into Metroid somehow. At some All point. Right. <laughs> and, and to counter that. Because I, I hate to say I'm not going to actually eat my hat. But if... <laughs> If I if I lose, which I won't, but if I do, then I will play Triforce Heroes. Ugh. Oh my gosh. 
Ugh. And I'll eat my hat, because I, I know that I'm not going to lose. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I mean, but to what extent will you pay, play Triforce Heroes? Because you played Triforce Heroes before and, like, did one round. That 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 is not true. I did like the first couple worlds until my my bones just couldn't take it anymore. It was like <laughs> I, I I went to my brain was like, okay, it's time to play Triforce Heroes, and my body was like it was like I was in uh, a high gravity zone. My hand just couldn't get up. I was stuck to the sofa. Um, I just it was physically impossible for me to play one more second of Triforce Heroes. But if <laughs> If I lose, which I won't, but if I do, then I, I'll i go the distance. And we can even play together. Okay. On our on our uh, Champions Cast Twitch channel? Yes. Yeah, yes. we can do that. Okay. Sweet. Um, I personally don't have any more predictions, but I have some things that I'd look forward to seeing uh, at E3 this year. Um, sure. Definitely. I, I feel like I don't need to see much more on Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake. I, I know I'm going to get those, um, or one of them. And I'm super excited because I've never played that gen. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would love to see more of the new open world Pokemon game. Arceus or whatever it's called. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, yeah. Arceus, thank you. Um, I, they didn't show a lot of that, so I'd love to see more of it and see exactly what it entails as far as open world because Pokemon open world sounds, like, amazing, but they have to have some kind of limitation because, I don't know, I feel like that's... I, I feel like even when the in, uh, Sword and Shield, when they had those open areas, uh, it was still, like, too much for, for me, at least. And so I'd like to see what they're going to do with that. I'd also like to see... Um, some more like uh, um, indie games come out um, stuff that is similar to like Stardew Valley that sort of thing I love those games uh, Story of Seasons wasn't great that just came out recently so I'm hoping for something new and better there that's, you go that's what I'm looking forward to um, yeah you know I, I think that it's probably a good chance that we're going to have we're, that we're going to spend some time on Diamond and Pearl the remakes I think that that's kind of an inevitability, which isn't really that exciting because like you said, like basically all I need to know is that they're remaking them and I'm just like, okay, I'll go buy them. Yeah. Um, and I, and I have played that gen, but I just think that, you know, it's like, whatever. It's like, it's a Pokemon remake. It's fun. I love Pokemon. I'm probably just going to go ahead and buy it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that they would, uh, I don't know that we're going to get a whole lot of other details on the Arceus game, even though it comes out in January, which by the way, everyone was like, so surprised that they that this game was coming out that early but pokemon literally said that it was coming out in quarter one of 2022 so mm -hmm. i don't know why people were surprised but um yeah I, I don't know that we'll get a whole lot of information about that because usually pokemon will like have their own directs fair so, that's true and because it's like the pokemon company thing so uh, but i also i mean there's speaking of nintendo direct there's like it probably makes more sense to me like if, if they're gonna have a direct in september that you would show off a little bit more of Arceus Legends there rather than at E3 because they're still a little bit of a ways away. Yeah. Um, and you want to sell the other Pokemon game first, you know? But, yeah, I mean, I think that that game is going to be really cool. I think it's going to be, like, basically, like, the wild area of Sword and Shield, but, like, that's the game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I'm, lo I'm looking forward to that. Other things that I, that I want to see at E3... Um, I feel like I feel like a lot of this presentation 
is going to be so like i i feel like if you were if, if e3 was a was one of those circular blocks of cheese i feel like uh 40 of it is probably going to be on like the big nintendo games that we know about like skyward sword pokemon um smash uh, maybe 20% of it is going to be trailers for new games that we don't know about, like Breath of the Wild 2, and, uh, I don't know, other games. And then the rest of it is probably just going to be, you know, when they you know when they go through all those games that you're just like, oh my god, what is this doing here? Like, nobody cares about this. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the rest of the block of cheese, unfortunately. With hopefully. Maybe... Hopefully they'll have some good ones in there. Actually, you know what, there's, there's a 10% miscellaneous block of cheese, too, where they could show, like, like new amiibo or new oh yeah like if if they did like a, a zelda coat or something like that for the 35th like that could be in there as well um and some would argue that maybe there is a slice of cheese in there for the switch pro but i i don't think that that's gonna happen but yeah i don't know i i feel like um i feel like there's not really anything else i i don't know that we're gonna see splatoon 3 no i feel like that's probably still a little bit too far away so like we don't need to know a lot about that at this point so i, I don't know that that's gonna show up um yeah i don't know but i mean like there's got to be something for for september or, or october other than the 2d metroid which obviously hasn't been announced yet um so maybe there's you know maybe there is something else that's coming out like maybe they're making a new i've heard rumors that they're making a new mario kart game and i don't think that that is i don't think that that's going to happen i could i, I just I feel, don't see that yeah i feel like a new mario kart game is still a ways off like it kind of feels like they they hit like a wall with eight, especially when it was re-released on the Switch. And there's like, okay, let's let's leave Mario Kart alone for a little bit. And I mean, that game is so successful that I don't think you need a new Mario Kart game. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 but I, you know, here's one last prediction. I feel like there's going to be an announcement of some big game for, you know, for um, september or october i've heard rumors that it's going to be donkey kong actually a 3d donkey kong game or a 2d Ooh, donkey kong game fun. that would that would be so awesome i would go bananas <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah that would be great but yeah so that's i mean the, the rest of it is just uh speculating here which we are going to do when e3 actually comes around uh, of course we don't know what day it is coming yet thank you nintendo but we're going to be there uh, either as it happens or immediately after it happens. Uh, when when Nintendo lets us know, we'll let you know. Um, that's going to be over on Zelda or Champions Cast rather Twitch. And by by God, we're going to be doing Champions Cast Twitch again when we do Linktober Creator Con, which is, I believe, that's the week after E3. So we're going to be live here for the next couple of shows for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's definitely a busy time. I'm super excited. I'm excited to talk about. You know what happens at E3. I'm excited to talk about the DLC for Age of Calamity. I'm excited to play Skyward Sword HD and talk about that. We got we got some good stuff coming down the road. That is right. We'll talk more about uh, Linktober Zelda Creator Con next week and give you guys some details and let you know what you can win. But uh, until then, uh, that's going to do it for our E3 predictions here. Of course, the big, the big gamble, the money match, is Breath of the Wild 2 going to be shown, going to be revealed? I say yes. Al says no. Who do you think is right? Who do you think is wrong? Uh, let us know over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, and let us know over on iTunes what you think uh, of the show. Give us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. And make sure that you check out and subscribe to the Champions Cast while you're there. Do the same thing over on Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. 
and uh, you know, come hang out with us over on Discord. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to hang out with you guys. That is it for the show. We are going to be back here next week. Take care, everybody.